RadioInfluence.com. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Live Bold and Boss Up. Today we have amazing founders on our podcast today from Sun Chasers, um, co-founder Nellie Coffee and co-founder Jocelyn Stradioto. They both founded Sun Chaser, which is an amazing product that helps you unwind and get the benefits of, shall I say, like being at a party and drinking, right? And it doesn't have the effects of the hangover. So you you take their product, you're relaxed, you're feeling tingly, you you feel like like you're drinking, but you're not. Right. And Can I say that? Be better for you. It's healthier you. for you. Right. There's natural. Um, natural products in it. Yeah. No, I can't wait to try it. I'm excited. We're going to share it whenever we get it in um, of our experience with it, which I think will be fun. Yeah, that's going to be super fun. But they have so much wisdom that they share. Um, You know, Nellie and Jocelyn, both just in their journey of creating Sun Chaser, leaving their corporate job, taking that leap of faith and right before COVID, um, just all the things that they learned. It's amazing. I loved all the wisdom that they had to bring to the table. You don't want to miss it. Right. And and I I feel like we should share that they met at Google. So they were both high producing individuals at Google. Great, great role, great opportunity, doing amazing top of their class. And that's how they met and realized, you know what, we'd be great co-founders together. And it's just an amazing story and they have so much value to add. Um, And listen in because they also give you a 10% discount code on their product as well. And we'll have that in the show notes. Thank you guys so, so much for coming on Live Bold and Boss Up. We're so honored to have you on, Nellie and Jocelyn. I, I'm dying to hear the story of how you guys met and connected and just even thought about your product, Sun Chaser. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to, would love to share and Joss, feel free to jump in at any point. Um, yeah, our story, our story is one that is full of trials and tribulations, as I imagine it is for all entrepreneurs. Jossie and I met um, while working on the same sales team at Google. So we were both hustling, owning a book of business, trying our best to be the top of the leaderboard, really doing that like sales grind. And both of us connected early on and recognized that there was a fire in one another. And we loved that. We loved to see each of us had such a bright spirit. We were both owning our books of business, both trying to get to the best as we could in, in the role. And so um, Jossie and I became really fast friends. Um, I had actually come to Google with a mission to find my co-founder. I had um, always been interested in entrepreneurship, always had been interested in business. Um, and I had learned that you really need a good co-founder in order to make a business work. I had had a few early mistakes that taught me that. And so I came to Google really with my eye looking for somebody who could be an amazing partner. And, um, you know, I think the moment I knew Joss would be somebody amazing to work with was we actually had a sales conference, um, at Google and, you know, there was a, 
an opportunity where you know there's 400 salespeople there and half the team is looking to sell their company for the most amount of money and half the team is trying to buy a company for the least amount of money. Um, and Joss sold her company for the most amount of money. I think it was like $40 billion or something crazy. And we've got <laughs> like an entire room of salespeople who, you know, really tenured folks and Joss is the top of the pack. And I just remember seeing that and being like, wow, this girl is amazing. And so, um, you know, I think it was one day we were just so tired of our jobs. We both came together and we were like, hey, would you want to start something? And I think that was the beginning of um, <laughs> the beginning of our, our brainstorming on ideas. Joss, do you want to share more about just the ideas and um, brainstorming and coming up with Sunchaser? Yeah. So just as Nellie said, like once we realized like, wait, you're feeling how I'm feeling. And like we both kind of have this, these dreams. And like for me, I always thought it would be later, maybe closer to my 30s when I might approach this. And then I was like, honestly, there's there's no time like now. And Nellie and I got together and we looked at many different ideas. So we didn't intentionally set out to start this specific business, but we knew we wanted to start a business and we had some parameters around, you know, health. Um, you know, we wanted it to be a rising market, growing in popularity, kind of a niche item, something more innovative. And we didn't know, like we looked at different ideas, even solid perfume, or funnily enough, what we've actually seen come to the market nowadays, we were looking at like reusable, sustainable cleaning products, like where you you buy the bottle and then you get shipped the insides. And then two, three years later, we're seeing these pop up, which was really funny. It's so funny, um, yeah. Yeah, and ultimately, you know, I had a background kind of doing this thing called like biohacking, which is basically just looking at different supplements to help your day, whether that's productivity at work or sleeping at night, different ingredients, teas, herbs, supplements, you know, whatever that might be, or even just habits and kind of trying to optimize your health and your happiness. And through that journey, I had become familiar with some supplements and we were looking at this alcohol alternative idea and we were like, hmm, what if we could add some type of, you know, function to it. We've, we've seen the non-alcoholic beers, we've seen the non-alcoholic wines, but those really just offer the flavor without the function piece that we think people crave and are missing, especially people who enjoy the function of alcohol, but don't like the side effects, you know, anxiety, which is like so, so That's true, real. or even just being tired or feeling less than mentally, physically. Um, so yeah, we got together and we we're like, wow, I think I think we could do this. And it's it's honestly amazing back then how little we knew about the journey to come and all the intricacies that go into building a product like this. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how we started down this road. And and basically we, you know, we looked at the market, we said, I think this is gonna be big. I think it's been kind of rising and slept on and and that was it. <laughs> well, I love the idea. Whenever Ash and I were talking about it beforehand, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what a great idea. Um, I, I think that this is going to explode. But the thing to me that would be most challenging is whenever you like entrepreneurs come up with an idea or a product, you have like a, a thing that people can use. But this is actually something that has like you, you put in your body and people can like feel and really experience. So what challenges have you learned along the way, you know, with <laughs> this, you know, compared to maybe like a product that you would come up with? 
Wow, that is such a good question. Um, I mean, you said something that I think is really powerful, right? That this is going into your body. And so number one, and this is one of our main values, is we have to honor the bodies of our customers, right? We have to put in ingredients that are made with love, that are healthy, that will not hurt your body. And so that's kind of like the big, big thing that differentiates starting, say, a, you know, a physical product business from a consumable that you really have to respect that this is entering the body. Um, next, there's regulation, right? Like you can't just put anything out there <laughs> into the market. And so we spent a really long time testing different types of supplements, um, checking their regulatory status across the US. There are some supplements that would be way more effective than some of the ones that we're using, but way more harmful on the body. And so there's definitely that balance that you have to be able to strike um, when you're starting a product like this. And then lastly, I would say like what you can say is a lot different than um, say a physical product, right? You can't just say this product is gonna, you know, change your life because that actually is gonna be held up to legal scrutiny. So you really have to ensure that you're coming up with statements that um, are also legally verifiable as well as, you know, punchy and fun from a marketing standpoint. Wow. Yeah, and I guess I would just add to that. One thing that was really great that Nellie called out is like, this is going in your body and everybody's body is different and everybody has a different relationship with tuning into the feelings of their body. So for some individuals who may not be used to noticing nuanced feelings or, you know, tingles in certain parts of their bodies or a sense of relaxation, like this might be very, very mild. And in general, it is mild and that's by intention. Um, but for other people who, you know, may have a closer relationship with, you know, feelings in their body, they might experience Sun Chaser a little bit more strongly or just in different ways, but everybody is as unique as, you know, our ingredients, we like to say. So um, there's definitely that piece. And then, oh my gosh. Yeah, I think one thing that also we've learned, so we actually started as a canned beverage and that was really fun. We always joke like cans are sexy because they are like, we you love the imagery with a can. They're so like, they're so capturable and imagery and, and, ultimately we realized like this powdered form that we're working with was really advantageous for a number of reasons and people actually really liked the on-the-go feature of it but with that came transitioning from a nutrition panel which was on our cans and which is on most beverages and foods to a supplement panel which you'll find more on like teas or supplements or maybe cough drops or so and a supplement panel has a completely different set of regulations and it's kind of funny because you know with all supplements, you see the box that states that the FDA does not support, um, you know, I forget the exact language because I don't have it in front of me, but you'll see that kind of, you know, FDA warning, this hasn't been approved, but actually behind the scenes, there is so much work and regulations and things that you have to follow, submit, test. Um, I mean, it's a whole world of, uh, I mean, hopefully if you're doing it right, which we strive to do everything like almost perfectly by the standards set out for safety and and manufacturing and whatnot so yeah it's it's been <laughs> it's been a journey and along that i think one other thing that we've learned that's been crazy is like you know when you partner with other companies whether it's a, f a fulfillment center a manufacturer a flavor house a formulation legal marketing whatever one thing that I learned was like naively, I went into this thinking like, oh, 
they've got it. If we're partnering with someone, they own their business to execute it perfectly. And what we've learned is like, we actually have to do a lot of um, handholding, like basically all the responsibility is on us to make sure that they do their job well, which is kind of funny. And it's like this mutual relationship and the CEO that we brought in, Jair, he's been really helpful and instrumental in like helping us grow into that personal responsibility. And it's something that we've seen with partners at very different levels of professionalism, whether they're partners that tailor mostly startups or partners that work with really big brands. And they still have these hiccups that were like, oh my gosh, <laughs> okay, how do we partner together? And I guess similar to relationships, it's like less about what happens, but how you deal with what happens. And, and definitely that has improved as we've been able to work with better and better partners. But yeah, that was a wake up call. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually like the the whole packet thing that you guys moved to instead of having it in a can. I mean, I know the can is very sexy and like marketable, but mm -hmm. if if you're like if I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, if I'm gonna go to a hockey game or to a party, it's much easier to kind of have this little like packet with me that I can like discreetly dump yes. you know into a like a cup of yep. water right so it doesn't look like you know mm -hmm. yeah you can travel with it right yeah yeah absolutely there's this fun aspect where it's like oh what are you what are you pouring in there like it's, it's <laughs> right. a conversation starter <laughs> yeah yeah and, yeah and to your point like you're not going to carry cans around in your purse necessarily <laughs> right, right? Like, i'm gonna need a bigger purse for sure <laughs> yeah i i am so curious because i'm I'm huge on nutrition and like what I put in my body and I have like the sticker on, you know, in my, in my uh, closet, every time I get dressed or whatever, put on jewelry, I see it and it says, you know, real food is medicine. Cause I just, I, mm -hmm. I need to remind myself every day instead of like grabbing for that junk food that has like all this processed stuff in it. Right. And so I'm really curious to know, I mean, can you share like what is in it without like really, you know, <laughs> divulging this like secret. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think like what's most important is, is probably our, what, what we call like our heavy hitters. Um, the, the nootropic supplements that are, you know, adding this functionality, this feeling to it. And that's L-theanine which you might be familiar with from green and black teas, you know, people say that it's kind of like the calming, but energizing um, aspect. Uh, it's why, you know, Buddhist monks use green tea to meditate because of that L-theanine aspect. And then there's GABA and 5-HTP. And so those are all supplements. The, some of them are present in plants, but they're not necessarily herbs. This isn't necessarily a tea. Um, so those are really the three nootropic supplements, you know, it's just, it's such a long word, but it's kind of like the appropriate way to think about them that are adding this functionality and then just some like sweetener flavor. Um, and that's really it. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I'm sure from the time that you came up with the idea to now you've had to go through some struggles or failures or things that you've learned along the way to get you to where you are today. Is there anything like in particular you can think of that maybe contributed most from something that necessarily didn't go as planned, but because of that, you end up being, you ended up being more successful or learning from that, you know, failure. Wow. 
Yes, goodness, we have so many. I, it's funny, Joss and I were texting the other day um, and just talking about how much we've survived and how much we've really been able to hustle in the face of a lot of adversity. And I think, you know, to all the listeners out there, that's the biggest takeaway, right? Like you're just gonna have to keep going and that's part of the journey. I would say, God, we have so many examples, but the one that comes to mind for me is really early on. So we launched um, we launched in 2020 and everyone knows 2020 was a very hard year to be in business, yes. let alone to start, you know, to launch your business for the first time. Um, we had planned to do this whole pre-order launch. You know, we had been planning it since 2019. We had a whole video. We spent tens of thousands of dollars on it. Like there was a lot of buildup to this. Um, we were set to launch March 2020, oh, as you know. March 2020 is when COVID struck, everything shut down, including our manufacturing. So, you know, we had launched pre-orders in February. We were not able to fulfill any of the orders that our customers had pre-ordered in February until June. And so we spent six months, you know, really trying to keep those folks engaged, um, apologizing a lot um, and really planning for the future. I mean, I think it was the first moment we had spent, Joss used the word before, naive. You know, you, you start these businesses with a lot of necessary naivety because if you know how hard it's gonna be, you likely wouldn't start. And so this was a perfect moment where some of that innocence fell away and we learned the real, the realistic part of business, which is that you can't control every factor. You can't control supply chains. You can't control suppliers. You can't control macro events that happen in the economy that can right. shut down your manufacturing. And so that was a huge lesson and a huge learning. And I would say what we've taken from that, one is patience. Like we started this business with the idea that we were gonna hit the ground running. We were gonna do a million dollars in sales in the first year. We were gonna quit our job. Like we had this whole big plan and then COVID said, okay, slow down, right? Like take a breath. And I think that has been actually a really amazing lesson for us when we think about fundraising, when we think about supply chains, when we think about product lines, patience has become a value that we've held close to our hearts because we learned the hard way that when you're not patient, and when you try to push too fast, too hard, you can slip up. Wow, that's yeah. that's a great value add. Mm -hmm. I like from from patience. What did you feel like you received? Right, twenty twenty happened. You thought you were going full speed ahead. You had to slow down. You had to gain patience, and and that relate that's very relatable on so many different levels. How how did you how did that help? It, you know, like. I don't know, how did just kind of forcing patience, right? Forcing that that ability on you, how did that help exactly? Like, did you feel like you could really come through all the necessities of the product? And like, did the product change during that, that kind of waiting period or that patience, attaining patience? That is such a good question. I will take a stab and then Joss, I'm so curious to get your thoughts. First off, no, the product didn't change during that period because we were we were sitting by the phone waiting for our manufacturer to call us and say that they had put us on the line that they could actually manufacture the product. Um, so unfortunately, no, the product didn't change then, but it did change over time. And I think that was probably the number one value we gained from patients is that it's, you know, when you're in an impatient mindset, you're looking at the short term. You're only looking at six months ahead, right, at best. You're like, okay, how can I just make this happen in the shortest amount of time possible? When you open up your mindset 
patience gives you the ability to look at the long term. And so I think that's probably the greatest gift that we gained. We realized we can change our products over time. We can have new products come down the pipe. We can get really creative around fundraising. We don't need to sell half of our business to investors. We can actually take way more time and spend our money way more thoughtfully because we can invest over the long term. And so I think it just gave us a more critical business mindset that we've used for pretty much every decision we've made since then. Uh, Joss, I'm curious what your thoughts are on patience and what we've gained from that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think Nellie and I, like in the beginning, we were much more like leaning towards maybe like quicker solutions or fast paths, fast quicks, fast fixes rather. Um, and like what patience has taught us is like, do things the right way, even if they take more time. And that's something that we've only strengthened as a value in our team here at Sunchaser. Like if something's gonna take two more weeks, even though we really wanna get things out there or you know, build more product, add more people in, like we take that time because we think that that's what sets us up for a long-term success. And like, we've talked to many founders who have done it the quick, you know, raise a bunch of capital, expand really quickly and seeing the repercussions of that. And yeah, I think we've been able to learn from those lessons, but patience is really, really hard. And the other thing I'd add is like, we've learned with patience that so many of your goals, ideas, expectations just disappear. And like we would, when we started, we would create like five, 10 year business plans. And then we'd be two years in and realize we're running a completely different business. Like <laughs> it's almost like not even a helpful exercise at this point. So it's like really thinking, thinking like with a long-term mindset, but acting short-term. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just funny. And I guess a few other things like to add to that um, with your previous question is like, I think in addition to patience, transparency is something with our customers, something that was huge in the beginning, especially during those delays, like, as Nelly said, following up, you know, apologizing and just being transparent, like, hey, this is what's happening. If you want a refund, let us know. If you want to stay and wait, like, let us know, like just always giving them the option and the transparency there, which has been really huge. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy product. Like in this journey, I remember the day when we considered stopping our can production and starting our powdered production. And like, to me, I was like, it was almost like an identity crisis. I was like, I don't know if I want to like, be a business owner of like a powder. <laughs> like that's not what I envisioned. That's not what I set out. And I really had to sit with that and be like, you know what, this is a journey. It's going to take many different forms. And like, who am I to like say what form it should take? It's kind of like that thing, like listen to the market and like, let that dictate, not what you think in your head, because often what we think in our head is like not correct, right. Or ill-informed. And so being open and flexible to the many possibilities of this business, the many different forms, um, doesn't mean that we might never do canned beverages again, but they'll probably take a very different form than they did. And like, yeah, I think, I think that's that's been really important and um yeah i think with with powders like two of the things i remember 
are the packaging and the dissolvability, like which comes with a whole different set than producing a, a liquid. Um, you know, we had so many things that just were not dissolving well. And we wanted to not use all of these different, like, you know, things that help powders dissolve and liquid. And like, it was a very complicated process. And then even things you never expect, like the tear, the tear mark on the sash, like on the sash, it being like <laughs> good enough to actually help people tear it. Or are they going to have to get scissors every time? Like, we just have no idea of all these like hundreds, sometimes thousands of different little things that you, you have to take into account and continually improve upon after you've done it once and then seen all the problems, you try and fix those and do it again better. But Patience is key. <laughs> I love that. I love both of your wisdom that you have and that you've learned along the way. It seems like, like with patience and transparency, those are huge lessons. Like just going through the process of starting a business and you know pretty much in anything that you're taking a risk on, and then um, I want to know. So obviously, you know, throughout this whole journey, leaving your your stable sales job to start a new company, that's very risky and I'm sure you've had some guidance along the way. Um, Nelly and Jocelyn, did you have a mentor that kind of directed you and kind of pointed you in the right direction or has helped you? I would, I would love to hear who your mentor was. Oh, that is such a beautiful question. Um, Early on, we, we, we didn't have mentors in the way we probably should have. Um, going back to our sales jobs, we actually quit those jobs December 2019, thinking 2020 was our year <laughs> and, you know, everything was going to work out. Um, and, you know, six months into 2020, we, we learned that that actually wasn't going to be the case. And we realized it was time to get some help. And so that was the first time we started thinking we should probably find some advisors, some folks who are in the industry. We started speaking to a lot of other beverage founders at that point, which was so helpful because I think before that we had really unrealistic expectations of simple things like profit margins, which are critical to your business, right? In terms of cash flow and the cash you'll actually be bringing in. Um, we had founders really enlighten us that like, hey, it actually takes way more work to get to the level of cash that you think you want to get to. You're actually going to need things like distributors and partners. And so that really helped us. And I, I want to just send a thank you to all of those founders who took the time to sit with us and like actually educate us on the business that we were in. We didn't know what business we were in when we started it. Um, and then we started bringing on, you know, actual advisors and we've been lucky enough now to have, um, we have like three really fantastic advisors now who have really helped and guided us. And then uh, Jossie also mentioned, we brought on a CEO, Jer, and he's really become like an ultimate guide to help us, you know, bring the business to a level of professionalism um, and a foundational level of strength that can allow us to grow. Um, I will say as a side note, um, as I mentioned, we did quit our jobs in 2019. We took on new jobs in 2021. And I, I wanna just throw it out to the listeners for anybody who is starting a business, you are allowed to have a day job while you are building your business. You do not have to quit your stable source of income while building your business. We actually learned that when we got jobs again, we were way more creative way more focused, way more patient. We were able to give the business what it needed because we weren't trying to get money out of it so quickly. So just throwing that out there as well. I love that. that. Advice. How about you, Jocelyn? Yeah. So the, the mentor question is really interesting because I think like 
and Nelly, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like we've had many teachers, but we never had like, you know, from the time we were working at Google building up to this, like we never really had that one mentor. And I think it's something that I often felt like sad about, or even like looking back, I'd hear people talk about a college professor or a teacher that like helped mentor them. And I was like, man, I just never feel like I've, I've had that. And part of that is like, being shy and maybe not knowing how to form that relationship with mentors. Um, but we have had a lot of really instrumental teachers. And nowadays I'd almost say Jer, our CEO, and Mike, who's also in our team in marketing and kind of marketing direction, they are both kind of mentors to me. And yeah, there's so much that I can learn from. And like Jared, he's so funny. Like he is someone that loves to just pick up the phone and call you. That's how he thinks. That's how he processes. And like just realizing like every one of those calls has a little nugget, something I can just learn from him and like strengthen that. And Mike is also amazing in his own right. Like I remember one, one of our like weekly leadership meetings, I got off that and I was like, is Mike a therapist? Like he is so... <laughs> The energy he brings to the room is just so like inclusive and like he'll, he would be like, oh, I noticed like your eyes were like maybe sensing a different emotion. Like, do you want to share with that? And like, it was just so they're both so amazing and they're both very different and it's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's like this group you might never expect, like me and Nelly kind of young and rambunctious and then like Jer and Mike, like older, you know, fifties men, like <laughs> it, it just works so beautifully. Balance um, each other out. Yeah, no, truly. And like, yeah, I think we, we all, despite our differences on the surface, like we all actually have very similar values and, and just like a level of care and, and yeah. And I guess patience and transparency, even with each other, that's been really beautiful. So I'd say like today there are my most active mentors, but we've had many, many, many great teachers, people who pop in and out along the way. I love that. Mm -hmm. What's next for you both? Are you going <laughs> to continue on like building products out? Or are you going to create something else? What's, what's next for you both? <laughs> I'm like thinking through this because there's so much. I would say, I mean, for anybody, it depends on when this episode airs, but if anybody's checking this out in, say, February, um, we have been actually out of stock um, since May of 2022. Yeah, we got featured on a really big YouTube channel, um, sold out of all of our inventory in 12 hours, and essentially have been spending the last, um, you know, six, seven months getting the foundation right we had to that's when we transitioned from beverages to powder so there's been a lot of kind of behind the scenes work um building up uh, to this point so really the future is getting back in stock uh that's kind of the first step we're really really excited and i think we're a few weeks away um next piece is really launching new flavors um we've got some fun ones coming out and really excited to share that um share that later in the year and then check out new form factor factors. We're really excited to experiment with new ways of enjoying this alcohol-free unwind. And so definitely stay, keep on the lookout for that as well. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, not much to add to that. Like we, yeah, the future is bright. Um, every time we have been out of stock, we have legitimized the behind the scenes business in so many ways. And it's honestly the most frustrating like organizational math problem from 
producing to having the capital to produce to then selling that having the revenue and being out of stock like it's so funny and it's actually a problem that you see even in larger cpg brands is like this basically supply supply and demand problem and managing that um so we're very excited to be in stock new flavors new form functions there's so many amazing things out there magnesium you know all these things that we want to play around with um and yeah we have big dreams i mean i think we all like one day when we were dreaming as a leadership team we were like you know sun chaser music festival or like you know sponsoring like athletes or people that we really love with the product and i think that's a dream for all of us and and as we've learned like that will hopefully come and we're not going to put you know a distinct timeline on it because it might be quicker it might be longer but we're dreaming big so hopefully some of those live events and getting to really like integrate culture into you know and talking to our customers and bringing people into this world of sober curious or just like just another option when you don't want to be drinking alcohol that's really important to us and like having that known so yeah, big things ahead, hopefully. <laughs> well, with both of your passion and enthusiasm and wisdom that you have and have learned, I definitely think it will happen. So <laughs> I think you both have big things ahead. And for Sun Chasers, I'm excited to try it. Mm-hmm. We can't wait till it comes in and we get to try Bye. it and share it. And we are also going to share a discount code on our show notes and in today's episode. So that way other people can try it as well. Mm -hmm. And the discount code is livebold2023, L-I-V-E-B-O-L-D 2023. Nelly and Joss, thanks so much again for coming on our podcast. We just truly appreciate it. We're honored to have you on. And listeners, definitely take advantage of that discount code. It's 10%. They sell out super fast, as they just mentioned. So definitely go in there and get your product and try it out. Until next time, live bold and boss up.